Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Craig Tomanini, the founder of Ask Craig T. And he's known as the technology business coach and is passionate about helping businesses achieve success through the strategic use of technology. What, you mean not just randomly throwing stuff in and hoping for the best? Hey, Craig, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Mark. Really excited to be here. Oh, you're so, so welcome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on you know, where you are today with your business and the kind of people that you love working with? Absolutely. Um, so I started my business about three years ago, and it really came through a, a few series of iterations. One was uh, I, I'd done a speaking event, and out of that speaking event, a couple of friends of mine uh, took meetings with me, and I was sitting in a coffee shop talking to them. And I had a friend who actually overheard the conversation who was also in the coffee shop and he's a life coach. And he said to me, Hey, are you coaching people? And I said, no, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what that means. You know, it's uh, no, no, I'm not doing that to the next phase of, okay, I'll be a coach. And then it was like, well, what kind of coach do I want to be? And with my background, you know, having been an entrepreneur since I was 13, it was really obvious to me pretty quickly that I wanted to be a business coach. I wanted to help businesses develop. So mm. my target audience initially uh, was, you know, from zero years to three years in business. And, you know, maybe you kind of had an idea or a passion of what you wanted to do, uh, but you weren't hundred percent sure of how to take those next steps. So I started working with people in that capacity, just strictly as a business coach and understanding that um, I had a lot of experience in putting ideas together putting things on a whiteboard and strategically mapping things out and and then getting people from strategy to tactical implementation, right? Being able to actually take some action on it. And I had some success and I had a couple of clients that started paying me, which was really surprising and great and all the things that yeah, go along with that. You mean you can get paid for things that, you're right, yeah. that you enjoy? Right? Who, who fucking knew it, right? <laughs> and then uh, and I remembered something somebody said to me as a musician years before, because I'm was uh, i a drummer and I was playing in a touring band years and years ago. And someone said, um, you're a professional when you get paid. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm professionally a business coach. So I, I walked that out for the first year and um, wasn't really super focused on my own vision and mission. I was really just focused on helping my clients at the moment that I had, which was like two or three. And it was through the process of talking to those clients that I started to realize that my 30-year background in information technology specifically around programming and and testing and web development and things like that were kind of perpetuated throughout my own entrepreneurial walk. And I I started to realize that my clients were like, 
I need help building a website. I need help doing video production. I need help with graphic design. I need business cards, like all the things that come along with when you kind of start up the business. All the so things I, that you don't know you need, all the things that's, that's like, you kind of see it, but you don't know maybe how hard it's going to be or what it actually entails or just how the fuck to do it. That's right. And, and I realized that the clients at that point were going, okay, I, I know I need all those things. But then I started to also see this, and this is really key for where I'm at now. I started to see this, um, this exit from their passion to like, they were starting to become so operationally focused on their business that they were losing sight of their passion. And so as a coach, one of the things I honed in on right away was keeping people really in touch with their vision, right? With their mission, their passion, their purpose. Um, because I say, if you can change your purpose or, or realize your purpose, then you can accomplish anything. But most of my clients were starting to diverge away from that. And I, I was concerned on their behalf. So I started to really focus on what it was that was distracting them. So year two of my business was, let me come up with an actual methodology, a strategy that I can deploy for my clients that allows me to keep them focused on their passion, but also <clears throat> find ways to become more operationally efficient is kind of how I refer to it, right? Mm. So understanding the business process as a whole became a big focus year two. Year three, where I'm at now, you know, I, I realized that in order to do that thing, become operationally efficient, that systems had to be put into place. Technology started to rear its ugly head, so to speak. I had to start having these conversations with clients that were difficult because most clients struggle. When they hear the word technology, they kind of just, they lock up, right? You know, it's like uh, mm. public speaking, technology, and depth, right? In that order. Like, those are the things people don't like. And so... <laughs> dude, um, dude right, right, that, that right there. Let's, let's just pause there for a second. That is, yeah, yeah. That's amazing because obviously there's... A couple of things that you mentioned so far, the distraction, oh my gosh, the distraction that we all face as business owners, humans, there's so much out there. However, the way you've gone through this iteration, it's seeing what do, what do the people want? Mm. What really what they want and the fears. It, it's fears, it's worries, it's guilt, it's overwhelm. So the fears of the technology, <laughs> I said fears of death, Cool. Okay. Most of us have this. It's pretty rational. Okay. It's very but, true. Yeah. That technology. And it leads into everyone has their areas of overwhelm. Again, we were joking offline that, you know, you're an expert in this, but there's other areas. It's like, yeah, this is a struggle because we all have these areas. Okay? That's right. No one is a coach or an expert in everything. And if they are, they're probably a robot or they're lying. <laughs> they're artificial intelligence, another or, technology. Yeah. There are those unicorns out there, but. Right. They're not normal, okay? God love them. So, yeah, how was it when you found that area? Because your evolution has been listening to your audience. What do they want? And now you've found it, and it aligns perfectly with what you do. So when you actually came across that, what was it like for you and your business? So, um, you know, because of the way that I evolved to all of this this realization, and I like that you say it was a, it, it's aligned perfectly. I think that's that's the that's the reaction I had was, oh my gosh, I finally have opened up the formula, right? We, we spend a lot of time as business owners trying to figure out the matrix, right? How are we going to, and for lack of a better, there's a bad technology insert there, but we, we try to figure out the matrix and, and understand how we're going to, you know, lead generate and, you know, have the conversation about what we do from a products and services standpoint. 
you know, how we're going to sell that, how we're going to, you know, nurture those clients going forward, right? All of those things are important. I think those are the parts of any business cycle. But for me, when I realized that it was perfectly aligned, I guess what I felt like was I was equipped. I was, I was ready, right? I think, you know, because you have overwhelm over here and then you have, you know, um, preparedness, I guess, right? And, and they talk about opportunity meeting preparedness being the definition of success, right? And so I felt like I was aligned 80% for a long time as a, as a coach, uh, pulling from my own experiences. But when I made that last 20% connection and realized that technology was the path for me, and it, it all just kind of felt empowering. Like I, I felt like I can actually go do this now and not just from a me running a business perspective, because honestly, the money for me is a means to operate the business, right? Like, obviously I have to charge my clients and all those things, but for me, truthfully, and, and people have to hear this this way from the most authentic way possible, I really care more about my customers getting results than I do about getting paid to get them there. So that requires me having a certain skill set and investing a certain amount of time in myself, right? Because technology, it's this Pandora's box, right? There's so many things. I mean, it changes by the minute. Like as we're having this conversation, something is happening somewhere in the world of ones and zeros that's just mm -hmm. going to be the new next greatest thing. And so one of the things I really like to do is focus my clients in on what they need. When I talk about technology, how does it fit your needs? How do you, what are the considerations to making a good choice? What's the cost benefit analysis? You know, so there's a process there. Um, I felt equipped to do it is what I felt like. Love that. And it, you know, it feels like that when you find those, those things, like when we found our business with Unforget Yourself, it was like, ah, oh, shit, things just feel easier now. There's less resistance Easy, rather than yes. pushing through and trying to, trying to force this, trying to find the right clients, trying to find the right way of speaking. It's, ah, oh, oh, this, this feels familiar. This feels right. right. And then things become a bit easier. And it sounds like whether it's by design or just by sheer luck and driving through that you, you found, oh, this is it. And once it hits, it's like you come out of a tunnel and there's the light. It's like, oh, look, I can see the sea. Oh, look, it's totally stuff. right. And, and I don't, I don't do, I don't do luck. I mean, I'm a man of faith, you know what I mean? So when I, when I look back on this journey too, I also have to give credit where credit's due. And it's, but you know, we have these opportunities as humans to not listen to people. Right. And that includes the big guy. Right. So if we don't, if we're not listening, if we're not tuned into what we were being told, then you can miss it. I mean, you can be on this diverted trail forever. Yeah. Beautifully said. So what, what nuggets, what breadcrumbs, what signs did God give you that he was probably like, come on, I've, I've shown you so much. What aren't you getting? It's easy looking back now. Hindsight's amazing. But can you look back and think, oh, yeah, that I, I could see these these things that that know what I knew now. It was like, oh, it was obvious. But it yeah, was, so uh, this segment, this, it. yeah, this answer will be a little long, mainly because I'm going to tell a joke first and then I'll tell you a story and then I'll tell you the nuggets. So, It'd be a good joke. It's a good joke. I think most people probably heard it. So. So, you know, there's a guy sitting on a roof, flooded. I'm going to say it was in Louisiana because, you know, they get flooded a lot. He's on top of the roof. The water's rising up, right? And he's on the roof. He's like, oh, my gosh, God, please, you know, please send some way to, for me to be rescued. And I'll never I'll never do all the bad things again. And then a few minutes later, this guy comes by in a rowboat. And he's like, hey, you need a lift? And the guy's like, 
no, 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 I'm going to wait. You know, I'll be rescued here shortly. And so a little while later, you know, he prays again. And then this guy comes by in a motorboat, you know, and he's like, hey, I got room. He's like, if you want, I can get you out of here. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll be rescued here shortly. The authorities will be by, I'm sure. And then he prays again to God. And, you know, then this helicopter flies over and it drops a line down and, and they're like, get on the rope. And he's like, I'm not going to get on the rope. And he's like, you know, the authorities will be here. And, and, and so the point in the joke is, you know, God sends us those opportunities. So he prays to God one more time. He says, God, aren't you listening to me? I've been waiting and waiting for you to rescue me and send, send someone in that can help me. And he's like, I sent you a rowboat. I sent you a motorboat. I sent you a guy in a helicopter with a rope. You got to get in. You got to take hold of what I'm giving you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to answer your prayer. Mm. So for me, you know, the story part was um, right around the time that this was all kind of starting, maybe five years ago now, I went through my own health struggle. Um, I blew up to over 400 pounds and I had gotten involved in a direct selling company um, that had some you know, great supplements and things like that. And, and my problem was I didn't have the physical ability to work out. Like I knew I needed to work out and lose weight, but my blood pressure was too high. I would have had a stroke if I tried to do any kind of cardio or whatever. So anyways, I got involved in this company. Long story short, I started using what they had. I've lost 160 pounds, right? So what that did and is it's relevant to this story is being part of that company, that direct selling company, it afforded me to have a, an amazing transformation. It allowed me to then build a big team and become a leader in that company and ultimately got me on stage speaking, which I had never done before, right? Speaking, technology, death. It's ironic, the, the order that this goes in, right? So here I am speaking and I realized that I'm gifted in this capacity. I can definitely talk and communicate. So here I am speaking and I start building this brand called Ask Craig T because I heard God's prompting. This is one of the first nuggets. He said, you know, all of the people that you're going to talk to, kind of like Moses, right? I'm going to give you the words to say, right? And not that I'm like Moses by any means, but he, um, he said, everybody has problems in these four areas. And so I had gone back and listened to all of the things that people were telling me. And I wrote them on a whiteboard. It was money problems. It was, you know, relationship, family problems. It was health problems, right? Those were things that I was really experienced with and had gone through myself. And I said, but there, I feel like there's something missing. And I stepped back from the whiteboard and I looked and I said, oh my gosh, everything that these people are talking about are in these same three categories. It's finance, fitness, and family is how I, how I categorize them. So three Fs, right? Because we always got to have like a catchy marketing thing, right? But I'm like, I think there's a, I think there's a part missing here. So I get online and I do some research. I'm looking at social media and I noticed that the hashtags of finance, fitness, and family are being used all over the place at the time in social media. And so I was like, well, that's definitely something. And I took that as a prompt from the spirit. I'm like, okay, three Fs. My three F philosophy is what I wrote down. But I'm like, there's still something missing. And so being a man of God, I was like, nobody's talking about faith. That's the fourth F. Faith has to be part of the conversation. So I, I wrote this 4F philosophy kind of manifesto thing out. I designed a, a logo, you know, by 4F philosophy. And I started going out to social media and doing, you know, podcasts and stuff and talking about my 4F philosophy. Well, a guy actually saw one of my, my videos or my podcasts that I had shared, and he reached out to me and he owned a, a broadcast media company here in Colorado. And he said, hey, I just started a new show. It's an in-person interview format, but it's going to be on the internet. And he said, um... I'd love to interview you. It's ordinary people doing extraordinary things. He's like, I think you fit into that category. I was like, cool. So we did that. 
So then, you know, public speaking, public speaking, I'm doing all this stuff. And I get on his format, onto his uh, webcast, and he says to me, so let me get this right. You know, you wrote this book, and you kind of talked about your testimony and your health transformation and your drug and alcohol addiction, all the things. You just put it out there, and people started finding you on social media, asking you questions. They were just asking Craig T questions, because my last name is Tomanini. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate, you know? And so that fast forwards us to that point we were talking about where I start meeting with people, and my friends asked, you know, are you coaching people? So I went home and I watched that video again. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, that guy totally branded me. That's where Ask Craig T came from, was from that guy just uttering it during that interview. And so I was a follower. I am a follower of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. And so Gary V, V-E-E, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I was like, Ask Craig T-E-E, right? Because, you know, why try to recreate it if you can just imitate it, right? So I, I go and I start doing this visualization marketing strategy. And that was another prompting that God gave me. And I, cause I kept saying, why are you, why are you, um, why are you showing me this? Why, what is it that you're trying to reveal to me? And, and so as I got into the coaching space more, I got this other hard prompt that this wasn't just a brand that this was supposed to be a business. So I went and rented an office space. I don't know why I had a friend who had some space. It was pretty inexpensive. So I made the commitment and I felt like maybe if I had to pay money for something then I would have to actually do something. So I took There's that. The that you needed, right? You've yeah, forced exactly. yourself to actually do something with it. That was right. And I think that that was from God too. I think that was a push him saying, because I mean, remember up to this point, I'm still working in my day job of, um, you know, my career of 30 years doing it. So I'm doing this kind of on the side. It's my side hustle. Right. And, mm. and I don't know what it's going to be, but I took that prompting to get an office space from the Holy spirit. And I said, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do this on faith was the next thing that came out of my mouth. And so then I went to, you know, several other iterations. And ultimately I went through, uh, I went through this organization that you and I talked about earlier for Achieve. And, you know, I learned in one of their classes, you know, how to niche down and to do some branding and strategy development for my marketing. And it was there that I kind of adopted the tagline of business built on faith. Because I did a speaking engagement between all that, and I didn't know what I was going to say when I got on stage. I was asked to come speak at a church and to share my testimony, of course. But I got on this, this stage, and I did this video of it, too. I have a little trailer, and I kept saying over and over at the end of it, why are you here? Not why are you here in the room. What's your purpose? Why are you here? And it hit me like a ton of bricks during the talk. I got off the talk. Even thinking about it right now, I get over, overwhelmed. I get off. I get off that stage, and God said, "This is your purpose: is to to be a great orator, to speak to people, to educate people, to equip them, and to empower them." Right? Another philosophy, right? The three E's, if you will, and it was to it was specifically to share the gospel through all of my business avenues mm. that would come to pass. And I didn't even know what that was at the time. And I was like, it's my purpose to share the gospel with people. So I, I mean, this is, like I said, long answer to your question, but it has been these anchor points just constantly coming at me through the evolution of this business. Evolution is probably the wrong word to use as a Christian, but uh, <laughs> through the iterations of the business, 
I've been able I think, to. I think you're allowed to use it. I think. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure. Can we all hold space for everything to be friends here? It's kind of, <laughs> right. kind of the point, right? Yeah. So, so you know, that's kind of the end of the of the answer there. But it's I, I, I'm just really focused on making sure I'm tuned into those prompts because from that point to now, you know, uh, I have I have been blessed with this business, and I. I tell people all the time that this is not my company. This is God's business, right? And scripture has a lot to say about how we should conduct ourselves as people, right? And, and, and in business, for sure. And here's the funny tie back, and then I'll let you ask another question, is it all goes back to this. These four Fs, when I started extracting scripture from the Bible to write my latest book called Godpreneur, the whole idea was I wanted to write a devotional for people, business owners specifically, that they could they could go into and they could hear what God's word has to say about how they should conduct themselves in business. And specifically in these four areas, finances, your fitness, right? Your health of your business, the health of your temple, right? How you're supposed to take care of yourself, family, relationships. How are we supposed to treat each other, right? First commandment that that is the most important commandment is to love your neighbor, right? And so how do we do that well? How do we do that in business? And then, of course, the faith part is the undergirding of the whole thing. It's the foundation that I build my business off. It's the foundation we should all build our business off of because God has a lot to say about the longevity in terms of anything being built, the church, our individual relationships, our businesses, if it's built on sand, something that's not stable, it's not going to last, right? It's going to crumble and it's going to wash away. But if you build it on a firm foundation and you have that idea and, and really understanding what that means from his perspective, there's a, there's not a business owner out there that hears this, that can't go, I can do that. I can establish a more firm foundation and build upon that and you can create an empire. And I believe that that's what God wants for us. He gives us these giftings and these ideas for a reason so that we can fulfill the purpose that he's put inside of us. So I get pretty excited about that, obviously. Um, but, you know, that's where that's where God prompted me along the way, all those little spots. There were more, but those were the key ones. Faith is such an important <laughs> thing. Belief, understanding, but the longevity is a huge bit about being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's all good about saying have faith, have faith, have belief. It's tough all these statements, all these affirmations, all these amazing principles only go so far without the commitments, the drive, the ability to take action every single day to keep going, to ma maintain yourself through this. So yes, you, you've got to have faith. You need that belief, but it's, it's the flip side of you. You can't just manifest these things sure. from, from God, source, the universe, what, whatever you believe. Whatever you believe in, it's, yeah. It comes with action. It also comes with managing yourself through this. So there is that balance. There is that way of working. So your journey as an entrepreneur, it's been, you've had your ups, you've had your downs, you've had your, your strength, your core belief that's guided you through this. But as I said, that's, that's not the only thing that you, you need. So from... Everything that you have, all the faith that you have, what's it like now that you've got this experience? You've gone through all these, these iterations, and now, obviously, you're in a, a new transition. So where, where's your next focus? Where's your next challenge? What is it for you that is, is the unknown, just like your clients with the technology? Like, I don't know how to do this. Oh, my gosh. Where are you facing that same problem but in a different area? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. I I am uh, 
I am currently in what I've been referring to as a growth cycle. So I, I think it's important to clarify too right up front. You can you can be a, a hobbyist, you can be a business owner, entrepreneur, right? You can be a solopreneur, and then you can be a CEO. There are different aspects to this. And the reason I clarify that is because I plot myself very much on the, the, the channel of I'm moving into being a CEO. This is the growth mm-hmm. cycle that I'm in. Um, I, I think it's really important, you know, to understand that because for me, the challenge I'm facing right now, and I'm embracing it, I mean, I'm doing it, I am taking action on it, um, has been to relinquish control, right? Mm-hmm. So when I yeah. think when I think of growth, I think more or scalability is the word I like to use. When I think of those types of things where I'm, I'm iterating my company to scale, it absolutely requires that you give certain things up. Not that you're not going to do them, but you have okay. to entrust them to others. Let's hold hold space for that. Let's just double tap yeah. there because we all know, oh, we can all logic our way out of everything. We know we need to give away mm-hmm. control. We need to let other people do it. We need to bring people in. Logically, we get it. But oh, in the moment, it's tough. And it from a business built on faith and passion, which means you love what you do, you love your clients, going from the, the kind of solopreneur tendencies, probably a bit of people-pleasing, bit of over-delivering, bit of undercharging. You've already said that you don't care about the money, it's how you make a difference. The money mm-hmm. helps. The money helps pay for the bills, the technology and everything else so you can further invest. But So you've got that, that passion, that drive. As you move your way to more of the CEO, it's... What is it that you find that's like, I want to be able to release this, but oh, either I'm not sure if people do it as well as me, um, or I enjoy doing it so much that I keep finding myself dabbling here. Where are you standing in your own way? So I, I think it's the same thing my clients experience. It's lack of knowledge, right? Um, and, and so I, I went to school um, and I had a professor that told me once, what he, he was saying, he actually said to me, ironically enough, why are you here? Why are you taking my class? And I said, well, because I want to learn statistics, right? And he was like, first of all, nobody wants to learn statistics. But second of all, assuming that's true, he said, I want to challenge your thinking. He said, you don't come to school to learn a subject or a topic. You come to school to learn how to learn. Mm. And that stuck with me for a lot of years. And so I guess where it relates to your question is my desire is to relinquish control. I intellectually know that I have to do it in order to see that scalability happen. Um, Trust isn't even really an issue necessarily. Like I'm really good at vetting the people that are in my circle around me. I have Mm. great people around me. I think the real holdback for me personally is knowledge. Like I just hired a bookkeeper, right? It cost me money to have her on staff, but I don't have the knowledge, and I had to admit this, uh, really good with numbers and data, but I don't have the knowledge for accounting practices, for bookkeeping practices. And if I'm going to hire employees, I need someone who knows how to manage payroll services, right? So things like that, I think it's really important for us to identify those knowledge gaps and be okay with the fact that I don't know what I don't know, and then be willing to prepare from a business standpoint to be able to cut that loose, pay for it, have someone else do it, whatever the thing might be. So for me, that's what it is. It's that lack of knowledge, right? So as I grow my team, as I strategically plan to do the things that I have on my roadmap, 
Mm-hmm. I also have to look at from a resource standpoint and go, is that something I can do? Is it something I should do? Is it something I will do? Right. Those are kind of the three questions I ask. And if I can do it and I shouldn't do it, then I have to find someone else to do it. Right. And so that's kind of how I approach that. Nice. So what is your next hire? What is the next phase? So I just hired, um, I just hired a social media specialist. Um, so she started, she's my first official W2 employee. Um, so what? petrifying and exciting all the same time. Yeah, it's <laughs> of it through is. it, right? I got all the systems in place because I hired the bookkeeper, right? So that was my first real hire. Um, I have had an executive assistant with me. Um, you may meet her at some point. Um, Jessica is my right hand. Um, I don't pay her directly. I actually, we have a trade agreement. She has her own business that she is trying to build. So I took her on as a client to help her with the business development. She does financial literacy and, um, you know, credit restoration. She'd be a great person to have on your show, by the way. Um, I'll, I'll have to connect you guys together. But um, our our agreement together has been three years in the making. She has been with me through the duration of all of those iterations I spoke about. So she's absolutely like a great friend, but she's also an amazing part of my staff. And she's really like, if I died, if I got hit by a bus, like she'd be the person to take over the business. Like that much trust and admiration for her. So I have her and the social media specialist. And I have Lori, who is my video intern. I just hired her. And that was actually a harder decision to make, I have to say, trying to find an intern, deciding to go find an intern, going through the interview process. Of course, everyone's like, oh, well, you have to pay the intern. That's that's great. But Finding the right fit culturally for my team for that particular role was extremely hard. I interviewed five people. And so she came out way above on the top. She was, she's an amazing asset. She's been here for a little over a month now and she's upped my social media video game a hundred times. Like it's, it's incredible. So, you know, my next hire, honestly, I've been thinking a lot about like how often this stupid thing rings through my, my system. You know, I get, I get probably 70 calls a day and about 20% of them are actually something worth talking about. The rest of it is solicitation. So I kind of am in this mindset of, you know, do I put a system in place that can handle my phone calls more, which I have the ability to do, or do I hire a receptionist, virtual assistant, you know, that kind of a thing. So those things are rolling around in my head. And then I, I think I think the next big strategic implementation for me is um, I have a couple of interviews set up with some individuals that are like me in terms of my technology aptitude that are kind of in a different place in their life. They're a little younger and they're looking for the thing. And I, I'm, I'm thinking technical salesperson. Uh, it could just be a, a redundancy aspect. It could be another, they could be another coach that does what I do if I apply my methodology and teach yeah, them. Right. So, right. So that, that all in the lines of scalability. So I'm, I'm in that headspace right now. That's really what I'm thinking about lately. Nice. Oh, that's fantastic. Love hearing that. Look, Craig, thank you so much for sharing with us, not only the background to your story and where you're going, but <laughs> advice along the way. It's been beautiful to hear. Thank you so much. I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. It's awesome. Thank you. Hey man, you're so welcome. Look, if you want to find out more about you, Tell us, where can we find you? Where can we ask Craig T? The, the best place to get me is on my website. It's www.askcraigt. I'll put it on the camera. Spelled just like that, dot com. Um, that, all of my social links are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find out more about what I do there. But of course, I'm on all the social media platforms. You can find me as 
the technology business coach is my social media handle. Um, so YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all of them. I'm on all the platforms now because I have someone who manages my social. Um, uh, and then of course, and this is, uh, something I do that I don't think a lot of people do, but my phone number, if you want to call, uh, call me or text me directly is 719-745-5600. So you feel free. If you see this and you want to call and reach out, we can set up a time to get together and talk about what your needs are. Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. But Craig, thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been, it's been so much fun. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.